back to Getting Along With Me, Noah Hill. I am your host. I hope you're having a good Thursday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. It's been a good one. Been a bit of a slower morning. I went for a run, but I was just, I think i just been a little bit tired because I went to bed late one night and then it's like, boom, trying to play catch up, you know, but Nonetheless, we're still trekking through it, still here, you know, making some podcasts, and uh, yeah, so watch the new Oppenheimer movie, that was a very well-crafted film, you know, big fan of Christopher Nolan, discovered him through the Batman movies, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, and I'm just a big fan of his directing style. You know, I haven't seen his entire filmography yet, but, you know, we're working on it nonetheless. So, yeah, I really liked the, the, so if you're not familiar, Oppenheimer is a a biopic about um, J.D. Oppenheimer, the essentially creator of the atomic bomb, and I'm sure if you were on the Barbenheimer, you know, trend phenomenon, then you're well aware, but it was a, it was a great movie. It had a good message about consequences and the, it's been out for a while now by the time this comes out, but if you have seen it, you will know that the nuke scene like is just fucking breathtaking and like it's beauty, but it's you know, ability to strike fear into the viewer, at least that's how I felt going into it. And I didn't really know too much about the Manhattan Project or the Trinity test, but it was a it was an interesting history lesson for me. I wasn't really one in high school to be, you know, the big history buff. I was, you know, an average student in history class. I was like, okay, this is cool. Learn about World War Two, German, Russia, Japan, so on and so forth, and then our involvement. But Nonetheless, it was a interesting breakdown of all that going on, to say the least. You know, so with all that out of the way, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I would like to talk about creativity and attention. You know, sometimes I feel like those are two sides of the same coin. They can, you know, go hand in hand. And sometimes when we're creative, we or you, you know, I don't, I consider myself a creative person, but let's say, you know, you're creative and you end up gaining all this attention because people really admire your work that you put out. On the flip side, you know, maybe you are actively seeking out all this attention from peers or from people online or from, you know, even just your parents, whatever it may be, but maybe you're not extraordinary use that in bigger quotes just because it's uh not you know something i want to use heavy handedly because it's you know anybody can be extraordinary but at the same time i I understand that there are people out there who really crave that attention to be seen be heard and validated you know i would even consider myself as a part of that category to an extent just considering you know, what I do from podcasting to stand-up, and it's tough, because in 2023, 
ever, there's so much competing for our attention from social media responsibilities social life family whatever it may be and with social media attention spans and excuse me attention spans just keep getting shorter and shorter you know and with that it's hard to you know truly pay attention to to anything in a way obviously i'm under the mindset that attention and your attention span is like any other muscle in your body you can exercise it practice it to expand your attention span so for example with myself i you know fell into a habit of just scrolling on social media mindlessly for hours on end and then you know i'd watch a video for like three seconds and then just okay yeah, we're going to watch something else. This isn't interesting enough to where when I started to notice that I would I would start to read again because reading for me requires my full attention to not just read words on a page, but just to comprehend, interpret it and really digest what it is that I'm I'm giving my attention to. So, you know, there's in a way, what we choose to give our attention to and what we choose to consume has this big kind of trickle-down effect for me, maybe other people too, into how we think, feel, and even our actions to an extent, you know, and I'll, I'll expand more on this here shortly in two extreme examples in my personal experience. So... For example, let's, and I'm not going to knock what you do for fulfillment or for work, but let's just say, you know, there's people out there with OnlyFans accounts, you know, and they're actively seeking attention and that attention that they receive in turn is paying for their bills, their whatever maybe in, you know, but then on the flip side, there are other ways we don't want to draw attention to ourselves, you know, and to kind of heighten this example, any video on social media that has a very suggestive gal in there and like a very skimpy outfit will gain thousands, if not millions of more views than maybe a science like either a professor or some kind of let's just say a professor for example giving a lecture on psychology sociology whatever it may be you know obviously they're a little bit different very much so but more often than not you know when you look at the view count the numbers kind of speak for themselves and it kind of goes back to how as a society in a way we have in a bit of a way hypersexualized everything like the furry sex cells is so true you know i mean when you see thumbnails on like youtube and it's of a very pretty girl reacting to something probably gonna get more clicks than maybe a sports highlight obviously those are two different niches and one, obviously one could do better than the other and vice versa, but 
probably more often times than not, that will be what gets more of the views, you know, and I will give two personal examples from my own life, you know, and from what I've noticed with my peers. So way back when I was consuming, you know, pornography on a fairly regular basis, what I noticed is it stunted my view of women, relationships, and even my own self-esteem in many ways. And I didn't realize that it was having that effect until I let it go. And I chose not to consume that anymore. You know, and I, I speak to people who have, you know, felt that way. And then I'll ask them, I was like, well, do you watch adult videos? And they'll be like, well, yeah. And then I would just bring up the question, be like, have you ever thought about how that may be affecting the way you think internally, subconsciously, just in terms of like comparing yourself or being like, oh, what's the point of finding a genuine connection? I can just escape into this onion real world and, you know, get satisfaction that, that way. And it's a very extreme example, but I feel like it's very prevalent to today, just given in the last episode I talked about kind of the social landscape or the, sorry, the dating landscape in 2023 for, for Gen Z and people who are, you know, out there and how that can tie back to what I'm talking about this week, which is what we give our attention to and consume can trickle down and affect us in that way. Obviously I'm not a neuroscientist, psychologist, sociologist, whatever, but you know, this is just based off my own personal experience. And I'll speak a little bit more on that here shortly. Let me just peek at my notes here very briefly. And the more we give our attention to those certain things, the more it kind of cements it as a habit, you know, and once that habit develops, it can be very hard to unbreak. And again, this can apply for addiction or eating habits, whatever it may be. Like, I'm a firm believer that all of this trickles down, no matter what you're consuming, in one way or another, it trickles down into how you think, feel, and what you do. So with that being said, let me give you a more positive, extreme example of how what I would give my time and effort to you know, has affected how I think, feel, and what I do. So back in probably late 2021, early 2022, I was really into listening to Joe Rogan, and then I got into working out, and then that turned into having conversations with my dad about working out, and then I got introduced to like Andrew Huberman and a couple other fitness people that I follow, and it manifested into me consuming that content about educating myself, discovering different, you know, perspectives and ways of thinking, whether it be through Rogan, Huberman, or whoever it may be, and then 
if you know Andrew Huberman, he's a neuroscientist at Stanford University, professor, I should say, and he would talk about the physiological, psychological benefits of working out, eating right, cold showers, saunas, so on and so forth, to the point where I would start implementing those things into my daily routine. If you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a, I work out like every day, sometimes even twice a day with, you know, weights, cardio, whatever it may be, just because that's what my personal preference. And since doing that, not only have I noticed a significant shift in how I feel and view myself, just because the, you know, it feels good to work out with the, what is it called? I literally just lost it, but the chemicals that are released in your brain that make you feel good. And not only that, I started noticing physical changes, obviously, because with consistency and time, those results will start to show. And then it would lead to me being like, okay, well, what else can I do to not only improve my physical health, but my mental health as well. So it's like, then boom, journaling, lifting that subconscious baggage off my shoulders and really freeing up my mental space to be like, okay, well, what else can I, excuse me, work on, you know? And then if you've been following the podcast for a while, you may find that I consider myself very introspective in terms of learning about habits that I've developed, acknowledging them, what do they mean, where do they come from, and then adjusting if need be. You know, so those are two very extreme examples, but it all stemmed from, in a way, not only how I felt about myself, but then it'll also be accentuated by what I was consuming, and then that would trickle down into how I feel, how I think, and what I do. You know, I mean, think about, here's another example that I just thought of, stand-up comedy. I've been following stand-up comedy since I was, gosh, in middle school with Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias, and then it kind of blossoming into now with me actually doing stand-up, you know, and being surrounded by all that kind of made me observant and a little bit more of a, a witty individual, I would like to think. Just because, you know, I would be in a social group setting and I may repeat a joke that I heard a comedian say and it hit and everybody's laughing and then we're having a good time, you know, and then it would transform into being like, okay, well, what can I offer or say from my own perspective and experience that may be funny in a social or group setting or I may just find funny on its own and then with the continued consumption of all that content, again, manifested into me being like, okay, let's try stand-up. And then just being hooked and being like, okay, well, now we're going to do it for, you know, a hobby and have a good time to socialize for the time being, you know? So what we consume has an impact, you know, so 
just some food for thought. Let me flip to my other notes. So now that, you know, I'm past that phase of my life where I was consuming adult content regularly, it's been empowering to acknowledge and, you know, it's not necessarily a destination, but it's a journey because, you know, like whether it's, you know, cigarettes, alcohol, caffeine, even, you know, it's not uh end destination it's a journey and so we have to, have to keep working at it to you know continue to feel better about myself you know and I think that was something that I noticed kind of short after it was like oh you know I'm I'm doing it and the fact that I can acknowledge that and recognize how it's impacting me gives me the tools necessary to to move on from there you know so to tie it all back together it's important for us to kind of check in every now and again with what we're consuming if you're you know someone who's consuming a lot of negative you know content whether it be like just stuff that makes you upset you know you may find that you're just someone who is kind of pessimistic obviously i should also preface with like our previous life experience encounters and so forth do have a play into how we view all of that but so does what we consume as well you know i mean i used to think certain way about i can't let's take food for example i used to if you've been following i used to be vegan for like two years and then eventually i was like because i thought that was the end-all be-all that's the healthiest and then after learning more and consuming a couple different content that offered different perspectives i was like okay well maybe let me readjust see how this works for me and i can go from there you know when we only consume content that we want to see that just reaffirms what we already think and believe in you're just kind of in this tunnel vision echo chamber and i'm not really breaking new ground here but you know it's it's very much the truth because i'll see it on social media where someone will be like oh i feel this way about x y and z and then everybody else will be like me too and then you know they don't they may or may not just acknowledge that the other side exists and how we can benefit from hearing each other out you know so it all goes back to like i said what we consume which is why i'm dedicated to putting out easygoing laid-back content that you know maybe some food for that or some just leisure entertainment you know and at the end of the day i want to be the best that it can be and i want to have a positive impact on people's lives so that whoever does consume this can walk away being like okay that was really cool i found that entertaining or insightful or both you know it's it's interesting because as i mentioned at the top and even last week's episode it's like 
content is so readily accessible to us because of the internet, because of social media. You know, you can just about find anything on TikTok in today's day and age from how to, you know, paint a house to how to, you know, swap out an engine on a car to be two extreme examples. Or then you have the other stuff like five minute crafts and those are insane, but they're out there, you know? So I think that is all I, I really have to say on this particular subject because it's something that I I noticed early on and even to this day where if I find myself predominantly watching like cooking shows I'll be like okay well what could I look up that I want to try cooking or try a new method of cooking you know and that's been very very beneficial to me because it's allowed me to not only expand my cooking basic cooking skills but also like expand my palate like I think probably even four years ago before I was vegan, I wouldn't have tried elk, bison, deer, lamb, you know, whereas now I'm like, let's give it a shot. You know, I learned if you properly cook and season anything, it can be, anything can be edible, really. You could freaking properly cook and season a leather boot and be like, yeah, that's pretty good, man. As I mentioned, you know, like anything from everything that we consume in one way, shape or form has an effect on us. So, yeah, just something to be mindful of whenever you're on social media or even from the people you hang out with, like kind of that group tribe mentality of all your, you know, people in your social circle, th- social circle, excuse me, think a certain way, then you may start noticing that you start to think that way too. And when deep down you're like, that's not at all how I think because... I was raised this way or I went through this and that changed my mind. You know, it's very interesting just how open but at the same time closed off the human mind can be sometimes. So with all that being said, let's dive into some listener write-ins. Grab my handy dandy laptop. I was listening to uh, Two Bears today on my way here. It was with Tom Seger and Theo Vaughn. I've been loving Theo Vaughn's podcast this past weekend. He just seems like such a down-to-earth, humble, humble dude who has some pretty fucking crazy stories, in my opinion. So, yeah. All right. This subject line is music performance question mark. Hi, Noah. Love the pod. Thank you. I didn't realize you wrote and played the intro for the show, which I found so neat. I've been teaching myself how to play the drums, which has been a blast. That's super cool, man. I mean, drums is one of those things where I have wanted to pick up for such a long time because I love the way it can just move people. Like, it's one of the one instruments where it's like you just play a beat and then people just start, you know bobbing their head, tapping their foot, or whatever, whereas with guitar and some of the other instruments, you can 100% do that, but drums is the one where I feel like it just gets you moving, you know, with how how upbeat or slow you want to take it. I think one of my favorite songs to listen to, like the drums specifically, would have to be Misery Business by Paramore. 
I mean, they just go so hard and it's just like infectious. Just the, the, the momentum that song develops and runs with. So my question is, would you ever perform live on the show? Look forward to hearing your thoughts, Henry. Thank you for writing in. I would say, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I I think I've talked about this before, but I used to be in a, a punk rock band when I was in high school. Like, uh, <laughs> I was like 15 with braces, some eyeliner, and I like taught myself the guitar and we just perform like bars and whatnot, but... I'm not opposed to it, you know, I think I would definitely have to brush up on my singing just because I'm going to be singing in the car, but it's been a while since I've actually sang and played the guitar at the same time, so yes, but with practice. I think if I do, I would do just like a a little three song set list, you know, something pretty short. I'm not out here trying to, you know, be the next Foo Fighters or the next Garth Brooks, if you know, you know. Definitely not the next Garth Brooks. Where are the bodies, G? <laughs> if you know, you know. So, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. I would be down to do just like a little three set set list. Maybe some Foo Fighters, Machine Gun Kelly, maybe some Green Day. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. What's tough is I'm I'm one person, and some of the songs I I loved used to love performing were very much like a big. They were group songs, you know, like you can't really do Longview by Green Day just on the guitar because that opening is so, and the opening drum line and bass line is so crucial for how the song kicks off, you know, you'd just be starting the song and then, you know, the guitar doesn't kick in till the chorus, you know, I mean, obviously there are very talented people who can do that, but for me, I just don't think I would be entirely comfortable doing that you know but I've, I've put out like a couple live performances on my instagram way back in like 2021 and 2020 where it was me just and me and a guitar singing and then it would, other times it'd be like me and my fiance at the time we would sing you know songs together that we both really loved and our voices were you know went well together so that was really fun but another thing that we had going was she was a phenomenal piano player so we had two instruments and then two voices so it gave it just this bigger louder fuller sound whereas like when you're one person on guitar you can only generate so much sound before it starts to become a little too much in my opinion like i think the prime example of someone who can pull that off is the artist hazier because some of his songs while they do have other instruments sometimes it's just him and a guitar and it's the most beautiful full sounding but very mellow tune to put it simply another song that comes to mind is the song yesterday by the beatles i mean it's just paul mccartney and guitar and but it still sounds so rich and full you know so yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to write that and asking about it. I think that's something that people are surprised to find out about me is that I just have a, a deep love and passion for music because I think for most people, you know, it's what got us through the roughest times way back in the day, you know? I mean, 
I vividly remember being in a rough spot like in high school and then putting on like 21 Guns by Green Day or putting on some, what else did I do? Excuse me, I put on like some Pierce the Veil or, man, I bet I could find some. My phone's over there. I'm not going to reach for it, but stuff like that, you know, that really puts into words how you feel and what you're going through and making it tangible, if that makes sense. So I love music so much, just how, how much it can move you and how much it can describe feelings that we can't even describe ourselves. You know, I think that's why I've been getting into country music a lot more lately, just because of how, how story driven it can be, you know, just without being too complicated. It's complex, but not complicated, you know, like it's easy to follow along and it hits all the right feels, you know, like the song I can think of is Wait in the Truck by Hardy featuring Lainey Wilson, two phenomenal artists, Lainey Wilson and Anne Hardy, both their voices go great together. And both of them just bring their A-game to that song. And I remember the first time I heard it, I, I cried because of the story and the lyrics that, that were behind it. So, if you can't tell them, I get, I get excited about music stuff. You know, even I'll catch myself when I'm, I'm driving sometimes. I'll be, like, just in the car. I, I can't really show it because, you know, I do it on my leg, but to kind of just air air mime it I'll be in the car and I'll do like a kicks near parent just like but yeah or I'll be listening to like bloody valentine and then just being like dun 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 you know it's fun I love you know it's nothing new for someone to be like I love music so much but for me I'm like I love the the not only the creative aspect but the the technical aspect as well like let me think about like the song playing god by polyphia that guitar line unreal on a technical level you know very well written has great flow to it and just is so beautiful so with all that being said let's bring this guy home my recommendation sure if you can tell, but it's, or sorry, no, not my recommendation. My journal prompt is going to be to write about what are you consuming and how may that be affecting you from how you think, how you feel to what you do. You know, I gave my two examples from Rogan Huberman to consuming, you know, adult content excessively and how that affected my self-esteem along with my views of relationships and whatnot so write about that what are you consuming how may it be affecting you and then my recommendation here it is i wrote it down i have to remember to write it down because sometimes i'll have it or they'll change like last minute oh yeah this is a good one so my recommendation is going to be to make a pepperoni sandwich and this was a, a recipe i saw on TikTok again goes back to what I'm consuming, but it was I changed a few things just because I didn't like certain things that she put on there, and I'm like, yeah, it's not for me, so I'll swap it out. But what I do for my pepperoni sandwich, you buy one of those really long baguettes from like Trader Joe's, cut those, cut that bad boy into fourths, cut it in half so that we can open open her up. You lay down 
like a thick layer of pesto top and bottom bread i almost said bun bread and then you take some just good old pepperoni lay those bad boys on there and then you can either do it just like pepperoni on bottom or what i like to use pepperoni on top and the bottom because i think it's really good and then pop that sucker in the oven low broil for like 10 minutes let it get all crispy and whatnot then take some sun-dried tomatoes you can either cut them up or just lay them on there on top of the pepperoni and then if you're feeling really frisky throw some mozzarella cheese on there melt that bad boy bob's your uncle and then i like to finish it with some fresh arugula i'll just grab like a little bit of a handful of arugula kind of crush it in my hand so that way it's easier to kind of work on the sandwich put the top bread on man you're just you feel right at home you know i like to to have those and like a, a little olipop with with it or like a, a bubbly water so good that's probably like one of my go-to like just quick and easy comfort meals so with all that being said appreciate you guys coming to hang out for yet another episode if you'd like to email the podcast to write in a story ask for advice whatever it may be or sponsor the podcast please email gettingalongpod at gmail.com and then follow me on social media at noah austin hill i post stand updates there and it's the best way to stay up to date with me so yeah i hope you guys have a good thursday morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening to this i love you guys so much and i'll see you next episode goodbye Thank mm-hmm. you.